Hi, I'm Aislinn Wade, and welcome to Just a Tele, where the topics are hot, the laughs are endless, and the conversation is everything. We're talking about it all, from relationships, work, life, God, and so much more. Life is stressful, and I'm here to help. So grab your wine and a snack, and let's get into it. This is Just a Tele. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Just a Tele. <laughs> What's up you guys? How are you? How have you been? How's your week been? I know we are coming to you um, once again, you know, another day late, but that's okay because we're not a dollar short out here in these streets, okay? <laughs> but nevertheless, welcome back. How you doing? How y'all been? Did you miss me? I missed you. Listen, I almost didn't record this episode this week, A, because the day that I decided to record it, which was, um, of course, late. It, it's coming out a day later than what it's supposed to. It's supposed to come out on Thursdays, but oh well. But the day that I, that I was supposed to record, I got busy, I got distracted, I had... Um, too much just going on and most of those things were like self-inflicted like they were it was my fault that I was distracted and then when I decided okay I'm gonna sit down the day that I decided I'm gonna sit down and record it which was um like I said late um of course everybody and their mother had a million things I had to do <laughs> I had meetings and zoom meetings and but I'm here. Nevertheless, I'm here. I'm going to try not to be before you long because I'm sleepy. I want to go to bed. So <laughs> I'm going to try my best to, I'm not going to rush. I don't rush anything, but I definitely do not want to be before you too long tonight unless that's how the spirit moves because it's late. It's, it's late right now while I'm recording this. So, but either way, how y'all doing? Um, oh, that's what I was saying. I almost didn't want to record another one this week because I feel like if you haven't listened to last week's episode, stop what you're doing. Stop this. Pause this. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here. Go back and listen to last week's episode. It was so good. I think that that definitely was the best episode to date. Like it was so real. It was so good. And like everything that I said when I got into the topic, like towards the end, like that was all the Holy Spirit. Like, I didn't have that planned. I didn't have that written down. Normally, I have, like, a little, like, you know, I have my talking points, and, like, <sighs> that's, most of that in the topic was not even on my talking points. It was so good. So, if you haven't heard it, go ahead, leave this one where it is, go listen to last week's, and then come back, because last week's episode was a gym, a whole gym. It was long, but it was so worth it. Um, nevertheless, we're going to get into this week's episode. So <laughs> we're here. We're here. It's Every episode's going to get better and better and better and better. <laughs> but um, how have you guys been? How have things been? How's life? Um, for me, just being an essential worker in these times and just making sure I'm staying safe, making sure I'm staying healthy. Um, it's been fun. I mean, there's not really a lot going on. I have my school, my semester ends oof, next week. So everything that I've been slacking and procrastinating on, I've got to get it done this weekend um, and finish up by Tuesday. <laughs> so it's really not that much. The problem is mainly for my abnormal psych class, the biggest problem is going to be focusing and making sure that I retain everything because 
that's just to read that stuff. It's just not enough. Like a class like Abnormal Psych, like I really, I need the lecture, you know, like I wish that he would have done like Zoom meetings because I really like the lecture is really necessary. Like he gave us that reading material before this whole Corona situation, ha situation happened. And like, I didn't read it then to be completely honest. I didn't even read the material because I didn't need it. The handouts that he gave us in class and then like him going over everything and like the things he showed us in class, like that helped. That gave me all the understanding that I needed. So it is really a bummer that I don't have that right now. And so trying to get through it, it is really hard to retain everything because for anybody who majored in psychology, like it, it's a lot of reading and especially with something like abnormal psych, like it's just like, whew, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And honestly, some of it's kind of dull, like, which is crazy. You would think abnormal psych, that's not dull. Like, no, some of it is really dull and it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's really, really, really overwhelming. So, but other than that, <laughs> I've still got to get it done. So like I said, it's not a lot of work. Um, it's just that it's time consuming and it's boring and I got to focus. So I'm going to try to focus so I can get my work done. <laughs> but other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, just living the dream. <laughs> I started grocery shopping now at Target. Thanks to my friend. She, um, she was like, I don't want to go to Walmart. Walmart's on my nerves. We're going to Target. And I was like, Eh. But it was good because I found hair products. I really needed hair products that worked for my hair. And I found some um, that were not too expensive and they work really well. My curls are pop, 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 popping. So that was good. And guys, I like Target. I'm bougie anyway. So like it only makes sense. Like <laughs> I don't have a Whole Foods where I live. Now where I spend most of my time, that's different. There's tons of things. But because I live here... Um, because I live about 45 to 50 minutes away from where I spend most of my time. It is just easier for me to grocery shop right here in town. And so we don't have a lot of options. So Target is between like Target and like Martin's. But Martin's, I only go to Martin's when I need like, when I want fresh like veggie noodles, which I really don't even need to do that because I have the little thing myself that I can like make the noodles myself. Like all I have to do is like get a zucchini or a squash or whatever and run it through the little thing that I have and that'll make me my little spirals like I could just do that myself but I I'm not a hoarder but I am hoarding for my new home because I'm moving and we've been singing the song for a long time but the truth is is that it wasn't time for me to rent it was time for me to own and so I believe that I'm walking into a season of ownership um, I knew I realized that some of you might be listening to this and you're like what I knew nothing about this no you didn't and you won't know until it's final and that's totally fine with me because this is between me and God. This has been my faith walk for the past year. And so yes, Corona, she's trying to slow it down, but bump her. She can't stop the plans that God has for my life. So we're going from, we're not, we're not going into renting. We're going into ownership. I'm going to be a home owner this year. So I've been planning for this. This is my time. God's been preparing me for this. Super excited to get into that. So I have a bunch of stuff, like even like in my music room, like I have, sorry, everyone who bought me Christmas and birthday gifts. I have all my Christmas and birthday gifts just sitting here in their bags. 
Um, and even like white elephant stuff from work because like some of that stuff is like stuff that I could use, but like I have no use for it here. I only have one bathroom that I use. Um, so I have no use for it here, but it's like, oh, I could use this in a guest bathroom. Oh, I could use this around the house. So it's like, I'm literally, what was that? <laughs> that was scary. Um, I'm literally hoarding things that like, I really don't have, like I have a diff air diffuser. Like I'm hoarding stuff that I really don't have a lot of use for, don't have a place for at this house. Like I have tons of kitchen stuff in the basement, um, just packed up in um, boxes that I'm waiting and I'm saving and I'm going to take them to my new home with me and use them there. So the good news is when I get married, y'all, you don't have to uh, buy, I'm not going to be, we're not going to be asking for a lot. So everyone who wants to contribute when they're like, where are you registered? Don't worry because we're not going to be asking for a lot. But um, even today I had the conversation with my coworkers about like a rice cooker and I was like, it's about time to bite the bullet. So before you know it, I'm going to have a rice cooker sitting over here with the rest of my stuff and a um, air fryer <laughs> just sitting here waiting to move. So, but I don't go out and buy things all willy nilly, but when I see something, if it's on sale, if I have like a coupon for it or something, um, and it's in the budget, I will grab it. And like I said, if I can't do anything with it right now, but I know I'm going to use it in the future, I will put it aside with the rest of my, we're moving to the new home stuff. And when I move into my new home, I'll be able to use it then. So super exciting. Um, but nevertheless, that's, that's that. <laughs> But um, shout out to everybody who's here. Shout out to every country, every city, every town, town, every county. What's good? What's Gucci? I love that you're here. I'm so happy to have you here. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Now let's jump into it and let's get into our word on the street. Yes, yes, yes. For those of you who don't know, Word on the Street is just our little hot topic moment. It's our little current event moment. It is our what's going on in the world moment. And so we about to do that thing right now, how we do that thing. <laughs> oh, so mm. we're going to start a little somber and then we're going to move on. First of all, this first story, so sad really sad. And what's what's even more sad about it is like, aren't we supposed to be co-warantining? Like, aren't we supposed to be in the house? Like, isn't Rona out there? So how did this even happen? Um, so it says 10 people killed in shooting rampage in Canada. First of all, you know, this hurts my heart because Canada is my favorite country is my favorite place. It is my homeland. Like I love y'all and y'all are my home. And I feel like you accept me for all that I am. So I'm hurt that you're hurting that this is happening or that this happened. So it says a 50 year old, 51 year old man who was reportedly dressed as a police officer, who was reportedly dressed as a police officer who went on a shooting rampage in the Canadian province of Nova Scota early Sunday morning. As of now, it has been reported that there are at least 10 victims, one being a police officer. The suspect has been identified by police as Gabriel Wartman. The bloody rampage lasted... Oh, that is labor for some women. 12 hours before he led police on a chase that ended near a gas station. Our hearts are heavy with grief and sadness today as we have lost one of our own, said Brian Ousavey, the president of National Police Federation Union. A second dedicated member was injured in the line of duty. 
first of all, mm, mm, mm. first of all, someone commented on the story. Um, I just, I was reading, that's why I was like, mm, mm, mm. I was just reading, it says, posting that type of pic with the story is a trigger. This was intentional, just like other media outlets post certain pics of people. Um, so the picture that this particular blog posted, um, oh, this is a Hollywood Unlock. Shout out to Jason Lee. That's my boy. I love Jason Lee on Wild Dive. He be geeking me. When he be trolling people, they do the thing with the words and you have to like make a rap about the words. He'd be like, you ain't got that. You ain't got that. You, you don't know that word. Like, I love him. Shout out to Jason Lee and Hollywood Unlock. Jason Lee is messy. He is petty, but I love a him. I love a him so much. Really, I do. Um, but yeah, they have the picture of, I guess, the shooter. Um, I don't know. He just looks like any other dude. Um, but either way... So this could turn into a whole conversation about, like, gun violence and, like, Second Amendment and, like, gun control. And um, I'm not here to do that. That's just not what I'm going to do today. Um, but what I will say is that there absolutely needs to be control. And I think that anybody who, okay. I think that some people, when they hear people talk about like gun control, they automatically think you're going to take away my guns. And that's not what we're saying. So let me just say it real slow for you. Okay. So you get it. There needs to be control on firearms, certain, on certain, on certain, on certain firearms. There needs to be control. Let me break it down to you like this. Here comes the teacher in me. I have a child. Okay, let me, I have a 10 year old. Okay. No, she's not biologically my child, but I treat her like it. Okay. I have a 10 year old. Go with me. She's 10. She's super intelligent. Okay. Kid is super smart. Kid is super into sports. Like, well, into her sports, golf and tennis. Um, and she, although she is intelligent and although she can hold a conversation with an adult, the one thing that the child should not be doing right now is she should not be cooking unattended. She should not be using a stove unattended, dealing with fire, dealing with sharp knives unattended. Okay. She's smart enough when I, whenever we get her a snack, like whenever I get her a snack and she's like, oh, I want an apple. Oh, I want a mango. Oh, I want a pomegranate. I need to cut the pomegranate, but I want to do it myself. Okay, honey, you want to do it yourself? That's fine. I'm going to watch you. We're going to pick this knife. <laughs> it's not, it's sharp, but not as sharp as the good knives. Okay. So you get one of the old knives. You don't get a good knife. Not yet. And I'm going to watch you cut with the good knife. I'm not, I'm not going to hover over you, but I'm going to stand close enough to just make sure that you're not about to cut your finger off. And, um, yeah. So she should be able to use a knife on her own, right? As long as I'm watching her to cut her fruit. Um, she should be able to ride. She's not quite there yet, but in the next couple years, she'll be big enough to ride in the front seat of the car with me instead of riding in the back seat. What she cannot do is drive the car. Okay. Right. Cause she's 10 in two years. She can't drive the car because she'll be 12. Like, 
like she will not be able to operate a motor vehicle until she is at least 15. And that is with adult supervision. And she can't do it alone until she's 16 in like six months. So <clears throat> the kid's got a long way to go. What is my point? The child is 10. She's very intelligent. And although there's a lot of independence that she has and free reign that she deserves, she's still, there is still some, say it with me, control that as a guardian, as a someone who watches over her and even for her parents as parents that they have, they need to have. There's that level of guardianship that they need to have over her. There's a level of control that as parents they need to maintain over their house, which they do and they do a great job because she is still a child. They can't just let her go run free. They can't just let her go roam and do what she wants and run the house. No, they give her independence, but they keep that control over their home because if they don't, their house would be chaos because their 10 year old would be trying to run the house. When I come and I take care of her, if I don't maintain that level of control that I have over her, especially when her friends come over, the house would be chaos. I would lose my mind. So yes, there's independence, but they do not get total free reign. There's still that level of control that I have. It's the same thing. Yes. You can have a handgun. Yes, you can have a pistol. Yes, you need what you need. You need maybe you need a shotgun. Maybe you hunt and so you need certain things for hunting when you have a hunting license. I understand that. But what you don't need is a military grade weapon for what? For what? For what? And most of the people who get so upset about people talking about this don't have military grade weapons in their house. So why are you mad? But most, but most of you have never even touched a military grade weapon in the first place. So why are you mad at people saying that you don't need something that you don't even own? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. See, I'm getting upset. My blood pressure is raising. My voice is raising. I heard myself echo. That is not okay. I'm going to bring it down. I'm just saying the level of stupidity, huh? It just, it doesn't. It does, I can't, I can't, just like you guys can't seem to figure out, some of you guys, some of y'all who um, can't seem to figure out that um, nobody wants to take your guns away, we just want to take away the ones that you don't need, and some people can't seem to figure that out, I just can't seem to figure out why you can't figure that out, and we're just going to go in circles all day, so I'm not even going to do it to myself. My point is, there needs to be control, there absolutely needs to be control, and average Joe should not have access to military-grade weapons, only the military should have access to military-grade weapons. So if you can't agree with that, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, I think not so highly of you. <laughs> if you can't understand that, I just, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I need to explain it to you in a different way. Like maybe let me borrow your kid and let me show you what it looks like when your kid runs amok. And then maybe you'll understand my analogy of the child and the gun. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you won't. Um, but if you don't own one, then you have no reason to be upset. Like, that's like me being like, oh, dog rights matter. Like, you shouldn't do this with your dog and you shouldn't do that with your dog and you should do this and you shouldn't do that. I don't have a dog. I don't have a dog. So I can't tell you what to do with your dog because I don't have a dog myself. Huh? Heck. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of things that irk my nerves, y'all know who Chris Sales is? No, most of you don't, but you will in a second.
Chris Sales is the um, ex-husband and father of Queen Nija's oldest son. So Queen Nija, if you don't know who that is, she has the YouTube channel um, with her boyfriend, so hopefully soon to be fiance. He seems like he loves her. But um, they have the YouTube channel, The Royal Family. They have little baby, what's the baby's name? Lorenz? Don't, don't quote me. I don't even know what the baby's name is. I'm not even going to try to guess. Um, but if you don't know Queen Nija, let me, let me, uh, for all my saints out there, devil, you can't have my mind. No, devil, you can't have my soul. War cry, right? Um, for the saints, for the, for the not so saints, um, I'm a text Brian. I'm a FaceTime Brian. I'm a call Lorenzo. I'm a leave you crying. Um, what, you don't have to worry made it clear that you don't want me okay and that's enough because i really don't know the words and i'm gonna be quoting it wrong you're gonna be like what yes queen Nigel. so she is a singer she i believe she got her start on american idol she auditioned she didn't make it um and then she just started doing her thing on the youtube and she has a beautiful voice she really does um but she had a channel with her ex-husband see just looking at this picture i want to punch him in the face anybody who knows me knows that there's a certain type of word that I cannot say uh dude and um just looking at that just looking at their faces I just want to pop them I just will pop them in the... anyway so she was married to Chris Sales and um Chris Chris cheated on Queen and like leeches do and um she took him back it was a whole thing then they divorced now she's with Clarence and the thing about Clarence is like Clarence is definitely like he's like um He's that kind of street dude that, like, every girl's like, yes, but, like, without the thug qualities. Like, he's not a whole thug. Like, he's not going to break your heart. He's not going to cheat on you. He's not going to do all the thug things that thug guys do that, like, every girl who wants a thug doesn't want her thug to do. Like, he is legit that that thug dude that, like, doesn't do the thug thing. It's, it's great. It's great. I love Clarence. But Chris, every chance he gets, he tries to, like, slide up in Queen's life when it comes to like her and um her and um what's his name Clarence and um uh oh sorry y'all the NFL draft is um taking over my life right now and the Cowboys just picked someone from Oklahoma uh, picked a wide receiver from Oklahoma CD something I don't I don't know his name yep anyway <laughs> Um, I know we talked about Dak in the last episode, and the r rumor had it that um, this was just speculation, that they were planning to find a young quarterback um, in the draft to replace Dak. But I don't think that's the case, because this is the first pick that I've seen from them all night. So, wide receiver. Um, anyway, back to Chris. Chris tries it. He tries it with Queen every chance he gets, and he tries to, like, low-key, like, win her back by being annoying. So, God, my face is breaking out so bad. This is irritating. So it says, Chris Sales arrested for aggravated assault in Texas. Queen and I just searching for their son, CJ. So it says, Chris Sales was arrested on aggravated assault charges and it's be and is being held on $15,000 bail. Queen Nigel posted and deleted a concerning message on her Instagram story saying she was searching for their son CJ and was unsure of whose custody he was in. So basically, this monkey done... <sighs> Did 
da, 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 da. She said, I need to know, oh, this was her post. I need to know, I need my son now. Whoever has my son, contact me now. If you guys know who Chris be around and with DM me, I cannot locate my son. Nobody is answering me. So first of all, that's terrifying. Um, Chris, Chris did whatever the heck Chris did. And um, basically when they took him into custody, they obviously took CJ. CJ is her oldest son. They took CJ um, wherever. I don't know. And Queen didn't know who had CJ at the time of Chris's arrest. So basically, Queen, she doesn't live in Texas. I think they live in L.A. And so um, you're like states away from this man. And he's supposed to be having visitation with your son. And you know, being a father to your son, and instead of being out here fathering the child, he's running around here getting in trouble. I don't know what the situation was, but whatever the situation was, it couldn't have been that serious that while you had your son, you needed to get yourself in a situation where you were arrested. Just saying. I'm just saying. So, she's at home. The kid is in another state with his father. The father gets arrested, and so then after the father gets arrested, it's like the kid goes wherever with whoever, but the problem is she doesn't know who he's gone with. She just knows that the man's been arrested and where is her son. So that's scary, and people were trying to say that, like, she did that, like, again, everyone wants to say she did it for clout, and she was like, I would never, I believe her. Why would, why would you do something, like, first of all, Sheree and the whole thing with her mom, that's one thing, but, like, when it comes to your kid, like, why would we fake some stuff like this and Chris is sitting here in the jumpsuit in the mugshot so like why would she, why would she fake that like for what what for what reason would she fake that's that's crazy y'all need to stop having kids with these fools period <laughs> okay period just stop having kids with them yes yes okay great <laughs> speaking of people having kids sha-ba-ba-ba <sighs> Sha -ba -ba -ba. Ooh, it, um, I really don't want to do this. All right, come on, let's make it quick. Khloe Kardashian opens up about having another child with Tristan Thompson. And then she talks. There was something else where she, um, where she was talking to her mom about co-parenting and how co-parenting is hard. What does it say? But hey, these are the women America looks up to. They have no clue what it's like to build a company from the ground up with nobody. Okay, I'm not about to read this. Um, yeah, so basically, Chloe thinks that, she says that co-parenting is very hard with, um, period. Not just with Tristan, just period. Because, um, you get territorial about your kid and you're like, no, it's my baby. Why are you trying to tell me what to do in this aspect with my kid? And then you realize, oh yeah, that's right. It's not my kid. It's our kid. And so I kind of need to compromise and hear what you're saying and see how we can work together. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. Co-parenting is hard. And, um, but she said she wants to have another kid and keep it all in the family. You know how the girls do. I want to keep it all in the family. So if I'm going to have another kid, I might as well have it with like you. But like, I don't want you. Like really, I just want a vial of your sperm. Um, yeah, so she want to have another kid with Tristan and she thinks co-parenting is hard. Well, maybe don't lay down and make babies with dudes that have a record of being unfaithful. I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay, so, um, The weekend. <laughs> the weekend claim. <laughs> Listen, I don't give them heifers any, and I mean any, 
time of day. I really don't. I didn't even want to do that story, but I did it for you. <clears throat> the Weekend claims Usher's 2002-12 single Climax was inspired by his music. And Usher responds. The Weekend recently released a new album and covered Variety Magazine's latest issue where he gave an in-depth interview regarding his career. While taking a trip to the past and discussing his 2010 mixtape, House of Balloons, Wicked Games, the Wicked Games singer, sorry, said he began to notice similarities in other artists' music not long after. House of Balloons literally changed the sound of pop music before my eyes, he stated. I heard Climax, that Usher song, and was like, holy fiddlesticks. That's a weekend song. It was very flattering, and I knew I was doing something right, but I also got angry. But the older I got, I realized it's a good thing. Climax went on to peak at number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100 and won a Grammy for Best R&B Performance in 2012. However, according to Vibe, Climax may have been inspired by the resurgent... Re, yes, the resurgence of EDM. That's interesting, because... I don't think that... Okay, um, so more so than the weekend's music uh, catalog, um, the track was produced by Diplo. Uh, just because it's produced by Diplo doesn't mean it's inspired by EDM. It's not even an EDM song. It went to R and B. Okay, the track was produced by Diplo in 2012. Diplo told the Guardian the production actually started as a house thing with a chord progression that I wrote. But with some time in the studio alone, I was making sort of a wildfire, wildfire beat out of it. In the weekend's interview with Variety, he also discussed his decision to move forward with the release of his latest album despite the coronavirus pandemic. Fans had been waiting for the album and felt like I had to deliver it, he explained. The commercial success is a blessing, especially because the odds were against me. Music streaming is down 10%. Stores are closed. People can't go to concerts, but I didn't care. I knew how important it was to my fans. Since then, Usher's respondent launching his own Climax Challenge. He also shared a clip of him singing the song while laying down. What are your thoughts? Um, okay, so at first I was like, when I read that, I was like, really? Streaming's down 10%? But then I realized that most of the streaming that we do is like on our way to work like it's on the road so that makes sense um since people aren't working obviously they're not streaming that makes a lot of sense um i'm gonna be honest with y'all i don't hear the similarity um between the weekend and i i don't hear it i'm not a big weekend fan like the, i like songs but i'm not a fan of the weekend like for instance I'm a Bruno Mars fan. I like almost everything. Bruno has only maybe one album that I don't necessarily like the entire thing, but I like majority of the songs on the album. Like there are songs on the album that like I can name that most of you don't know because you only listen to the mainstream stuff. Like so and then his, this last album that he did, um I like, I rocks with that whole thing. I mess with that whole album, start to finish. Remixes and everything. Um, I'm a Beyonce fan. Beyonce has very few albums with songs that I do not like. So, um, yeah. <laughs> the weekend, I, I, he, 
I'm not a weekend fan, so I wouldn't know his voice or his style enough to like really weigh in on this. But it sounded like Usher, like the words sound like Usher, like Usher singing it sounds like Usher. Um, I don't know, man. I think that people are always looking for any excuse to get money, get money, get money. And since we're talking about it, let's talk about uh, Brett Hundley. A who? Brett Hundley. He's what? He's getting sued, baby. What? Uh, for beating up his ex-wife, y'all. Brett Hundley sued for battery by his ex-wife, who also claims he gave her an STD. Well, first of all, you ain't got to batter me, because once I find out you give me STDs, I'm going to be swinging on you. You got to worry about me if that's the case. It says, Brett Hundley sued for battery by his ex-wife, who also claims he gave her an STD. NFL quarterback, well, that's, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Girl, what did you expect? I don't have to read anything else. <laughs> Who does he play for? Let me just go on and read. Oh, he plays for the car. No? Let, okay, let me just keep reading. We'll find out who he plays for. NFL quarterback Brett Hundley is being sued by his ex-wife for battery. The documents acquired by the outlet reveal a woman identified under the alias Jane Doe is suing... Yep, he plays for the Cardinals. Suing the Arizona Cardinals star for battery. Um, intentional infliction of emotional distress, domestic violence, and negligence. Now, let's talk about this negligence thing. When you say negligence, what do you mean? Doe. Doe claims she first met Hunley in 2011. Aww. What were you doing in 2011? <laughs> As undergraduates at the University of California. There's your second problem. From there, the two got into a serious relationship in late 2013, engaged in July 2015, and married one year later. According to the lawsuit, Doe filed for divorce in November 2018. Oh, so they were together for a little while now. Um, stemming from a domestic violence incident that occurred during the relationship. So, okay. Doe detailed the incident and claimed... The two got into an argument that turned physical. She said when she tried to go upstairs to end the verbal banter, he followed her and hit her with a paper sin. What? What is that? Some kind of dit. Stick, 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 stick. What is that? But it's paper? I don't even know what that is. I'll have to Google that. Um, as... The night went on, Doe said he proceeded to grab her, shake her, and throw her around the bedroom. First of all, <clears throat> Hunley then alleged through Hunley then alleged through Doe Huh? Hunley then uh, 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 uh Hunley then allegedly threw Doe on the bed and <laughs> I was I'm sorry, man. I was gonna make a joke, but it's not it's not right. It's not right, and I should I should do it. So I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But rest assured. So first of all, my first question is: Is she dot dot dot? Some of you know me, and you know where I'm going with this. And so you know what I'm about to do. I'm about to ask my friend, my friend who has all the tea. His name is a Google. <laughs> A goo 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 goo. Is she? Do 
do do her real name can't be dope right that's just man oh she says she was suffering from mental trauma <gasps> she said he choked her only letting up when she told him she couldn't breathe oh my baby first of all see okay can i tell you something um young man <laughs> oh he played for the packers at one point too oh but now he married to somebody else is she oh well th i'm shocked she is not what i was thinking <laughs> I'm trying so hard. <laughs> okay. Um, well, in that case, sis, what were you doing? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you right now. Okay. We grown here. Um, so I feel like I can say this. If um, you are my spouse, okay, we are married. First of all, if we're married and we're having an argument, I too, I wouldn't just walk away, but I too would, would let you know that I'm walking away. I would, I would definitely say, you know what, um, darling, <laughs> sweetie, <laughs> this is going nowhere, so I'm going to go upstairs and um, I'm going to end it here because, what, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, it's not working, it's not working. I'm not understanding you. You're not understanding me. So what we're gonna do is, well, we don't have to do anything, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna call this a loss tonight and. Um, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to chill. And then uh, we can revisit this later. And I would walk away. So, first of all, I find no fault. Uh, but if we married and, like, we in the bedroom and, like, you choking me and throwing me around, like, it should not be violently. <laughs> like, it should you should not be like hurting me hurting me like if if that's happening then it's happening for good reasons you know what i'm saying if if it's happening for any other reason then i now have the right to put this elbow huh right through your jaw like from left to right um i have the right to hit you with this left hook and i didn't told you i got a mean left hook so <clears throat> I just feel like they say that like you can kill somebody in your house and as long as they in the house it's self-defense I don't know how that plays out against a spouse but if I got the bruises to prove it then I might not kill you but you definitely gonna wish you was dead by the time I get done whooping up on you because the way I see it and I've always been real fair like this um, I'm gonna let you get one good hit and I'm going to let you get one lick because it just wouldn't be right for me to sweep you. It wouldn't be right for me to mop the floor with you. So, you my husband. You're supposed to be the provider. You know, I'm saying the leader, the strong. I'm the weaker vessel. So, I'm going to let you get one good hit. I want you just right there, okay? You bop, bop, okay? Get, get one good lick in, okay? Get it good, okay? And I want you to, to make sure <laughs> that, um, I want you to make sure that it was worth it. Okay. I want you to make sure that, that you really, you plan this out and that it is, I mean, it packs a mighty punch. Okay. Because after that, um, it's going to be the end for you. 
<laughs> it's going to be over. Um, you get one hit and that's it, huh? You get one hit and then you got to quit. <laughs> I could go all night, but I won't. I will spare you. So, um, let's hope, <laughs> let's just hope that, um, baby, I don't know if it's true or not. I really don't. But, um, I feel for the young lady and, um, if he put her through, he's married to somebody else now. So the, um, maybe he stopped beating on folks. Maybe he's still beating on folks and she just quiet. Oh, did I tell y'all about these cats? I sure didn't. Oh, I got to tell you about the cats. Okay. Um, speaking of women getting whooped up on, two pet cats test positive for COVID-19 in New York. Yes, sir. Hide your kids, hide your cats because <laughs> COVID getting everybody out here. Two pet cats living in New York have tested positive for COVID-19. This is the first time a pet has tested positive for the coronavirus in the United States. According to NBC News, the two cats live in separate households in New York and have mild respiratory issues. Well, okay, if the cats got pre-existing issues, but they have expected to, re oh, well, that's good, to recover. Officials believe that one of the cats contracted the virus from an infected owner and the other may have contracted it from an owner who is asymptomatic or through a neighbor. Well, don't be kissing your pets in the face, in the mouth. Don't be doing that on the head. Don't be kissing your pets, period. That's nasty. Although the CDC is still learning about the virus, there is no supporting evidence that pets can spread it. Well, yeah, they can if they kissing you in the mouth. Stop kissing your pets in the mouth, huh? Stop eating and drinking after your pets. That's nasty. The CDC says to practice social distancing rules with pets. Huh? How you gonna feed them? Don't breathe on their food now. By keeping them indoors and preventing them from interacting with other animals or other humans. Those who have tested positive for COVID-19 should stay away from their pets and wear face masks if they have to make necessary contact. Um, so in other words, hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your dogs and your cats. Because hide your guinea pigs and your gerbils, your, your fit goldfish, because huh? uh, they're getting everybody out here. They're poor little kitties. But the good news is they're going to recover. But if the cats had pre-existing issues, then like, what do you want me to say? Where is this? I'm really looking for this next story because I was excited to talk about it. And oh, it's right here. Bro, I'd be blind. I'd be blind. <sighs> All right, let me move on to sick cats. Um, bad baby. Can you tell I'm over these? St this week's word on the street was like weak. Like none of these stories like. I cared enough about to be, I mean, other than the first story about like the shooting in Canada, like you, I feel very strongly about that. But one of the reasons I didn't go too deep is because I don't have time to be sitting out here for an hour going in, trying to teach y'all about gun control. And I just, I, I can't do it. My blood pressure, my heart, like we can't take it. So I, that's why I didn't do it. Um, but the rest of these fools, like underwhelming, all of you, especially you, Brett Hundley, Okay, so Bad Baby. Y'all know who Bad Baby is? Let me, uh, Danielle Brigoli. You don't know who that is? Okay. Um, <clears throat> Catch Me Outside. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her. Her rap name is Bad Baby. B-H-A-D-B-H-A-B-I-E. Okay. Okay. Um, compared her acting... Huh? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Baba Shate de Debo. I cannot. Why do y'all try? Bro, the internet be trying me. 
Bad Baby compared her acting black because she grew up in the hood to Tarzan being raised by gorillas. Okay. Okay. So are there any more words here? Okay, great. Let me, let me, okay. I really just want to play the soundbite for you. Like I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing that little girl don't know me. She's not going to sue me. I'm willing to, 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 to try. But the problem is her little 15, 16 year old butt be cussing so much that I'll need to bring that tomfoolery on this platform. So let me say it like this. Basically. So if you don't know, let's, let's go back. Okay. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because she's like Chloe to me irrelevant. Um, and you know, okay. <laughs> So basically, if you keep up with Bad Baby, uh, so you know that there's a situation with, uh, what's her name, Sky Jackson from Disney Channel, over NBA Youngboy. Is that, I've never heard an NBA Youngboy song. Like what? Okay, so anyway. <laughs> and I guess that was her man and Sky liked him or something. So she was, it was like bad and the mamas got involved. And because, you know, they're still minors, no matter how grown they try to act. And now she, Bad Baby is not with NBA Youngboy, but she says she can have him if she wants him. But so listen, so um, she got box braids or whatever, like over the summer. You know what I'm saying? Like she was on vacation or whatever, and she got box braids, right? And so then, like, she, like, she was doing something. And, like, I guess she looked, like, a little bit darker or whatever. And people were like, you're trying to... um you're trying to culturally appropriate. You're trying to blackfish. And she was like, I ain't trying to do that. And so her feelings were hurt that people said that she was culturally appropriating and that she was blackfishing. So um, if you don't know what blackfishing is, it's like modern day blackface. So it's where um, people uh, like the Kardashians, that's why I waste no time on them. They like go out of their way to like look, to appear at least biracial. Okay, um, case in point, Kim was not that dark when we first met her and she's not that dark now. Like it's a, some people it's like tanning. It's, it's like some serious tanning. Other people, it's like a combination of tanning and dark makeup. And some people just wear makeup that's way too dark for them on purpose. But the only issue with that is they have to wear it on their chest and their arms and their hands and their face, like, that's too much, you know what I'm saying? Like, I put my makeup on my face and my neck. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, sometimes I do a little dusting on the chest if, like, I got, like, um, acne scars or whatever, which normally happens during that time of month. Um, but for some reason, post-time of month, my face is breaking out this week. Anyway, um, so basically, when folks accused her of culturally appropriating, she, her feelings were hurt, so she was like, I'm gonna take a break from social media, so, um... I can take care of my mental health because y'all um, out here saying that I'm appropriating stuff like I ain't doing that and I need to take a break from social media so I can take care of my mental health. You know what I'm saying? So she took a break from social media. So she took care of her mental health. You know what she's saying? And um, she came back and like she was like really dark. And so recently there was this like picture of her like surfacing around the internet look I'm so bored with this already so there's something surfacing around the internet with her and basically um she had on like a long black wig straight black wig and um 
Her skin was really dark. Like, it's, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Like, it's not just, like, a lighting thing. Like, sometimes lighting, lighting will have you looking wild. But, like, it's not just, like, a lighting thing. Like, sis was, like, sis was darker than me. Like, straight up. And, like, if you're not black, like, it's that's hard to do. Unless, like, you're just, like, really, really tan. Like, there are some Hispanics that are really, really tan. Some Middle Eastern. Some, even some Asians that are, like, really, 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 really like, bronze. Like, it is, if you are um, not of the descent, it's really hard. I'm not saying that, like, I'm super dark, because I'm not, but, like, it's hard. Like, people be joking with me, right? They'd be like, I'm docketing you. And, like, they're not. They look like you're from afar, but then you put that arm up, and you're like, gotcha, sis. Um, sis was definitely darker than me in these pictures. And, like I said, that's hard to do. And, um... She was just super dark. Like, she looked like a different person. And she straight up did look... She looked mixed. She looked biracial. And um, people were like, oh, sis is appropriating. <laughs> and so you... So the problem is... Some people don't realize that they're doing it. Some people think they're being trendy. And they just... They don't realize. Some people, like... Really just don't... I, so, Danielle Bergoli knows exactly what she's doing. I 100% believe because if she didn't know what she was doing, she wouldn't get so upset every single time somebody said something. Every single time somebody says something along those lines, she goes off. She goes on an Instagram live rant. She goes type on with her fingers and starts typing up like a long rant. She decides to take a break from social media. Like every time somebody says something along the lines of you're culturally appropriating, you're blackfishing, you're trying too hard to be one of us, she gets so upset. And here's the thing. If she wasn't trying, if she wasn't purposefully acting like that, she wouldn't get upset. But the fact that she gets so upset to the point where she's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm deleting my account. I'm not, I'm deactivating my account. Like that is a telltale sign. So sis be really trying but basically she was like y'all trying to say I act black because um y'all trying to say I act black but like let's look at Tarzan right Tarzan he was raised by gorillas so like he acted like a gorilla like I'm from the hood so like I act like this it's just so stupid yeah, so, um, basically, so what what are you trying to say? You're trying to say that everybody in the hood acts like you? Because, um, I know plenty of people who grew up in the hood and came out of the hood and, like, they do not act like that. Their families don't act like that. Like, they made it out of the hood. Like, uh, I'm going to give you case in point. We talked about him last week. Waka Flocka? Like, sure, Waka Flocka is not, he's no Russell Wilson, but he also does not act like bad baby and his wife Tammy does not act like bad baby and their daughter doesn't act like bad baby like um also I lived in the hood when I was in South Central LA and nobody that I hung out with like nobody that I lived next to like acted like that so what you mean just because you're from the hood we all talk like this and we all act like this you know what I'm saying we all be real ghetto like that like what like no sis like that's you thinking that if I act like this then black people will accept me and black men will accept me and then if I just like wear makeup that's way too dark for me like black men will think that I'm one of them and like I'll be more likely to heck to, to catch one like baby what you gonna do like <laughs> when you catch him and then like 
he roll over in the morning and like all of a sudden like you white again like what you gonna do when you go take a shower right and you come out and you're gonna be like what happened you were so dark yesterday um okay so yeah <laughs> all right so yeah folks are out here in the culture getting on my nerves and um that's all i have for you for word on the street so we're gonna take a break and um we're gonna come back with big ups Y'all pray for me because these folks are on my nerves. <laughs> All right, so we're back. And um, yeah, <laughs> so hopefully these stories will bring a little bit more excitement and happiness into my life because it's time for big ups. Um, so you know how we do big ups is just us um, really highlighting, shouting out some people who are doing great things out here in the culture. So, I want to shout it out to, let's start with, I want to save this one story for last, because y'all are going to be like, are you serious? I'm serious. So it says, let's start in Chi-Town. Chicago couple who turned down 400000 Shark Tank deal now valued at over $12 million. It says, so this is the couple, we have absolute confidence in ourselves, our vision for ourselves and our vision for our company. So having Shark Tank on the side, would it should have been on our side, would have just been the icing on top of the cake. Going into negotiations, we already discounted our value in order to be more appealing to the sharks. But to have Robert cut that in half after saying he didn't know anything about the industry made the decision a no-brainer. Just months after appearing on Shark Tank, Curl Mix raised $1.2 million um, investment round led by, I'm sorry, I'm like, ooh, there we go, I'm trying to like, not to yawn, and yet I'm doing it, oh god, um, <laughs> raised um, a $1.2 million investment round led by the CEO of LinkedIn. Its sales also increased along with interest from other investors. Now the company is setting out to reach its goal of $10 million in sales. We knew that we were the secret sauce, she adds. Um, this is Miss Lewis, who is one of the creators. Getting a deal would have garnered more temporary sales, but we knew that we would be the drivers for growth in the long run. That's dope. Um, and he really did. He was like, it's just not worth that much, blah, 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 blah. So that is so cool. Um, so I'm thinking that they put that wrong and that they're worth 1.2 million, not 12 million, because she said their goal was to get to 10. Um, and they're, they're still trying to reach their goal. So yeah, they just didn't type that right. But that's okay. Um, 1.2 million, nevertheless. I think that's really cool. Um, if you watch the clip, like they, you know, like I said, he was really just trying to slash it and I've never tried curl mix, but I'm gonna have to try it now because these curls could use a little, little help. <laughs> but nevertheless, um, I think that's great. Always know your worth, always know your value. And like, imagine if they would have just been like, okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Like, she's right. Like they would have just been stuck with those temporary sales. So that's good. That's good. We're always in it for the long haul. You always want to go with what's going to last the longest. What's going to what's going to create longevity. So dope. Big ups to them. Um, our next big, our next big up, goes to 
a nurse who quits after her supervisor attempted to send her to the COVID-19 floor knowing her previous health conditions. Um, baby. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Um, obviously, someone commented on that post and they were like, well, as a nurse and a doctor, don't you make um, an oath? Yeah, you do, you do, you do, you do. And, of course, the patients, their health, like, getting them better like yes that is a priority that is the priority that comes first but when you have previous health conditions and this is a disease that definitely comes for those with pre-existing health conditions first it is not a good idea for you to be around them like you can still take care of other patients that come into the hospital um, and not the ones that are on the floor for the corona so her supervisor, there's not just, I mean, come on, like there's not, especially now in these times, like there's not just like 10 nurses on staff. There's way more than that. And in these times with everything being the way it is, like there's probably even more on staff. You know what I mean? So it's like he could have sent, or she, I don't know who her supervisor is, but her supervisor could have sent anybody else. They didn't have to try to send her. So it could have just been heat of the moment they could have been really busy they could have been supervisor could have been not thinking about it but um at least big ups to her for standing her ground because i know i'm the kind of person that like especially at work i would be like um okay yeah and like i would know i wouldn't be comfortable with it and i wouldn't feel safe about it but i would still do it because i'd be like well i don't want to get fired and i don't want to upset them i know i know really passive at my job it's the worst <laughs> So big ups to her for just being like, um, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. And speaking of hospitals, New York's largest hospital system is giving its employees a 2.5K bonus for working during the pandemic. First of all, shout out to all the companies that are giving out bonuses to their employees right now. Um, it says, hazard pay has been a large concern for the thousands of essential workers who are putting their lives on the line to fight the coronavirus pandemic. Well, New York's largest hospital system seems to be taking a step in the right direction, announcing employees will receive a bonus for their hard work. According to New York Post, Northwell Health, which includes a network of hospitals all over New York, has just announced that its employees will receive $2,500, I'm sorry, will be receiving a $2,500 bonus and one week of paid time off for working during the pandemic. Our dedicated staff's response to the COVID-19 pandemic has been nothing short of heroic, said Northwell Health President Michael Dowling. Thanks to the courage and commitment of our frontline caregivers, we answer the call-in service um, to the patients and communities who entrust us with their care. Uh, what is it? The bonus time off are reportedly available to healthcare workers like nurses, doctors, and etc. I think that's great. First of all, Every company who is paying their essential employees an extra bonus or extra pay um, because of the situation, like, it really means a lot. Like, let me just say, my company, like, when this thing first started, we were definitely looking at them like they really don't care about us. Um, and... Even the little face mask they sent us, we definitely were looking at those today and we were like, they really don't care about us. But they are paying us a little extra, um, a lot of extra, every paycheck. So 
until this thing is over. And so that's really, that. I mean, it shows that they care some. And like everybody, we rotate um, in teams. And so there's three teams and each team gets a week off, week paid. We all get a paid week off um, within this time. So my team, we had a week off, not last, no, not last week, but the week before. And so we'll be off again this coming week. So for the whole week, so every company that's at least trying I know that it's hard to adjust you know what I mean but like everyone who's trying like that that's all you can do all you can do is try so big ups to them so my next story some of y'all gonna be like is this really a big up yes it is Coming to you live from the shade room, Tiffany Haddish and Common, mm, my man, recently went on a viral date courtesy of the Bumble dating app and fans have some questions about what's really going on between them. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so the Bumble app, I guess like they have like virtual, I don't know if this is a Bumble app thing or if they, I will, it must be because they're advertising for this, but they did this little commercial and like Common and Tiffany matched on Bumble and he was like, let's go on a virtual date. And so they went on like a virtual like FaceTime date. And so they were hanging out um, via like video chat. And like he sent her flowers. And so in the middle of the date, she was like, oh, hey, hold on. Somebody's at the door. And he's like, oh, you got a package. And she goes to the door and she's like, oh, my God, that's so nice. Like you sent me flowers. Thank you. And so um, <laughs> then he was like, well, you know, what would be cool. Um if we oh he was like I'm hungry and she was like I'm hungry too and he was like you want to order some food what do you like and so she was like well I like soul food I like this and he's like that's good he's like we should order like while we're on our virtual date like let's both order soul food and like you know whatever and then he's like well you know what would be cool um we should order food for all of the essential healthcare workers right now um, that are going through this pandemic and we should donate it to them. And she was like, that's great. We should do that. So they did come together. You know, it's always in the name of charity. They did come together and they donated food to um, all the health care workers right now. But um, they also, it was cute. Like, I like Common. So let me just say, like, y'all know, if you don't know, Common, I love Common. I've been in love with Common since I was, like, in middle school. So fun. That bald-headed man. Chat, his kid is like almost my age, but either way, he's so fine. Um, love Common, and when he did that movie Just Right with Queen Latifah, I was like, We can do this, we, we, we can do this. <laughs> so, um, but he was dating Angela Rye. Um, you, you've probably seen her on CNN, um, and I like them together. She's such a strong personality, but she really is like soft. She was really soft with him and like they fit like, of course it's like, oh, the activist couple, like it, it definitely fit. They were fitting and they tried and it didn't work. And I don't think there's any love lost there, but I like the idea of him and Tiffany Haddish. They're so different. And Tiffany Haddish, like she's starting to come out of her shell, like in acting roles where she doesn't have to like bojangle and just be like super hilarious and she's doing a really good job at it so to see her with someone like common like who would kind of make her like softer you know when she's around him because tiffany was married before um i would like to see mary tiffany again i would like to see her with someone like common i like it so she said it was well somebody said is this a real date or an ad and she said both so i think that they're real oh here we go 
It's someone also said, is this real or scripted? Because and then they put the heart eye emoji. And she said, it's real. So I love it. I think that I mean, it was both real and scripted. I get it. Like they were probably like, you know, Bumble was probably like, let's um, we need you. Can you advertise this virtual like dating for us? And they were like, sure. But they went on a real date and it's cute. I hope they keep going on dates. I like them. <sighs> Six months from now, we need to see Tiffany Haddish in common like proposed like come and proposed <laughs> like I love it so that's all for big ups so let's move on to flavor in your ears so <sighs> I really think I should start playing like songs for these segments what you think <laughs> oh god what you think um yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move on. So, flavor in your ear. I'm just going to talk to you about some jiggity jams. I'm jiggity jamming too all wiggity week. <laughs> okay, so my first one is, it's called, so there's two versions. Um, this is the fast version. So if you listen to the album, this is the faster one. So this is the one that plays, if you're listening to the album, like, in order, this is the one that's going to play first. And then it's going to be the slow version. I don't like the slow version. Although I think Xavier was singing his little heart out on the slow version, like the ballad version. I did not like it. I like the fast version the most because he put that jazz in there at the end. I was like, ooh, mama. It's called All Night Long by Terrell Grice. If you don't know who Terrell is, he does the Terrell show on YouTube. Um, and usually he has singers come in and he'd be acting a fool. They'd be singing and he'd be like, oh, thank you, God. Like he'd be acting so he acted so stupid. <laughs> I just thought about that video of him as a kid with his grandma. And he was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I cannot with Terrell. Terrell is hilarious. So he does the um, the YouTube videos and he has people come on and they sing. They play the song Word Association and they have to like, they give him a word and they have to find the, pick a song, you know, figure out a song that goes with that word and then like sing it. And they only have like 10 seconds to figure it out. And so he has some big names on there, like Amber Riley, who was Mercedes on Glee. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. He had the Clark sisters on there. He had um, Tori Kelly and JoJo, but he also has people that like, people who like were on The Voice but didn't win, um, or who went on American Idol but didn't win, or, um, just people who like who their channels have been discovered because they'd be out here singing on the gram or whatever like so he and he really tries more so to have those kind of people who like have a little bit of a following but like not like they're not like Tori Kelly level or anything because um, he said like he wants to provide that space for them to be able to build their platform where they wouldn't have had the opportunity before and so that's really dope but he does also have like some stars on there too like Stevie Mackey um, Stevie is cousin, if you watch Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, he's Monice, Little Fizz from B2K's Baby Mama. That's her cousin. But, um, he also is like vocal coach, vocal coach, vocal coach to the stars. Like some of your favorites, even your girl JLo who can't carry a tune in a bucket. Stevie is her vocal coach and her daughter's vocal coach. And Stevie makes the worst of them sound great. So, and, and Stevie himself can sing. So. But anyway, <laughs> he's got this song called All Night Long, um, and it is the fast version, and I love it. It's so nice. Like, it's definitely, like, one of those songs that you clean the house to. 
Okay, you'd be bouncing around. You'd be like, mm, let me, let me just throw out the old food in the fridge. Uh, let me wipe down these shelves. Hey, let me sweep the floor. Gonna sweep the floor. Oh, okay. And then when he puts in that little like, um, I'm gonna say guitar, that little uh, saxophone at the end with that little jazz feel. I love it. I love me some jazz. Yes, sir. It's so good. So good. Um, and my next one, and some of y'all are about to give me a look. <laughs> some of y'all are about to look at me like, really, Aislin? Listen, hear me out, okay? I'm a worshiper. I say this all the time. I don't think that I'm a singer. I don't think that I can sing. I think I have my moments. I definitely have moments. Like, if you were to throw a song at me right now and it wasn't like a worship song and I were, like, if it was just like an Adele song, like, I have moments. I'd probably be able to do it. Like, I might have a moment. Um, sometimes I play it safe a lot. Um, but, um, sometimes, like I said, I have my moments, but more than that, I think that I sing my best when I am like in worship, um, when the Holy Spirit takes over. And so therefore, obviously I like worship songs. Like I like songs where people let, I like live versions of a lot of songs because I like when people just let the Holy Spirit take over and it's just, ugh, so amazing. Better than something you get in the studio because they're not letting the Holy Spirit take over. They're just like, we got to record the song. So... <clears throat> My other one is going to be, <laughs> I swear I'm going to listen to some new music so that like I don't have to keep giving you old songs, but I can't help it. Like there are some old songs I'm just bumping right now. Like I just can't help it. Um, Waymaker, but not the version that you're thinking. Um, <laughs> it's Leland's version. Version. If you remember Leland, they sing that song, um, follow you, I'll follow you into the homes of the broken, I'll follow you into the world. Um, and they sing the song about the Via Dolorosa, which is like where, it has something to do with where Jesus died. I can't get into quotes right now. I'm not a Bible scholar. Um, I'm just a vessel. Um, but for those of you from Culpepper, Maybe you remember when we were like juniors or seniors, Leland and Francesca Battistali, I don't know how you say her last name, and don't freaking correct me because it's a hard name, it's Italian, I don't know it, I'm tired, and so I'm not even trying right now. But um, you know who it is, you know her. They came here, and um, oh, who is, don't, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, I was born in Tennessee, late July humidity. It wasn't him, was it? I don't know. Some, now, now do correct me about that. Cause I need, I don't remember if it was him or if it was somebody else, but they came here to Culpepper in my hometown when we were in high school and they put on a concert, all three of them. I don't remember who the third, I don't know if that was him or if that was someone else, but, um, the guy that sings, give me your eyes, give me your eyes for just one second. I don't, I Brandon, Brandon, what is his name? I don't know. Um, but they came here, Leland came here and they put on a concert, a worship concert, and it was really dope. Um, really fun. And I went, I went with some of my friends. It was my band director. I love him. He really, he made sure that we, he was like, as long as you're under my wings, you're taking the straight and narrow. We did. We were good kids in high school. Then we graduated. That's when it went downhill. But, um, <laughs> He was the one that was like, yeah, these Christian groups are coming. You guys should come to the concert. And we came for free, I'm pretty sure. Like, he was like, just help me set up and you can go for free. Like, and so we did. And he made sure of it. He was like, yes, go to the concert. Like, go be there. Like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we did. And it was really fun. I think that that was one of my solid... I used to go to this really fun youth group when I was in high school. That's where I met um, a lot of people. That's where I met... Um, one of my friends who I used to do YouTube videos with, um, 
Well, we met before that, but she was the one who introduced me. But uh, that youth group, let me tell you something. I don't care what you say about some of the people that have come out of the youth group and some of the things that they're doing now in their life. Let me just tell you that youth group changed my life because I don't think it was my first time going. I think it was my first or my second time there. It was not the third. It was the first or the second time I went. But I don't know, man. The worship just hit me. That's where I met Noelle. Shout out to Noelle Brandy Photography. Yes, go follow her on Instagram, Noelle Brandy Photography. That's where I met Noelle. I love her. I don't get to talk to her enough, and I need to be more intentional about reaching out to her. Honestly, Noelle, I'm sorry. Um, I get so wrapped up in life, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do better because I love you, and I want to reach out to you more. But that's where I met Noelle, and it was, anyway, my first or second time. And um, the youth pastor, his wife, Danielle, we're still friends. We follow each other on um, Instagram. She, I don't know what happened, y'all. First of all, I'm a crier. And, like, I don't know what happened. Like, the worship hit me and, like, the Holy Spirit hit me. And I was just gone. I was like, <laughs> I was done. And she just, like, oh, I'm about to cry just talking about it. She just, like, grabbed me. She didn't know me from Adam, y'all. Like, she entered, um, my friend who brought me to the group, to the youth group, she introduced me to her earlier. And, like, that was the first time that she met me. And she just held me like she was my mom, like she was my best friend. And she just grabbed me. And, like, she legit, and I love that, like, I don't always care for, like, people, like, putting their hand on... Sometimes, I mean, yes, like, I lay my hands on folks, too, like, you know, on the forehead. But sometimes, like, you got to be sensitive because sometimes people just need you to, like, hold them and speak life over them. Sometimes they need you to put that hand on the forehead and be like, right now in the name of Jesus. But she knew. She was very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And she, like, held me and she was holding me like I was a baby. And, like, first she held me and she let me cry. And I guess she was, like, praying over me. And then she prophesied some things over me that um, I always remember when I get discouraged about where my life is going, marriage and kids wise, um, I always remember that she said that. And, and even when I take, it plays a part, even when I take care of other people's kids. And I always remember that even working with the youth at my church. And so, um, yeah, but <laughs> I went to a very life point esque youth group. So I was into that back then, but Leland's version of Waymaker is really good. Cause they just like, they just go in, my mans. Like, they go in. So, super good. Definitely check it out. Definitely listen to it. Um, Terrell and Leland. All Night Long by Terrell. Waymaker by Leland. Live. Gotta listen to the live. Those are my flavors. They are lit. They are dope. I'm gonna listen to new music, I swear. So I can, like, stop plugging stuff that's been out. <laughs> but we're gonna take another break, and then we're gonna move on to the topic. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, so we're back, and um, I want to jump into the topic. So today we're going to talk about distractions. Yes, 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 of course. Why not? So I think I was actually saying that earlier when I was saying that, like, this episode wasn't going to get done this week. Um, it definitely didn't get done on the day that I was supposed to do it so it could be out to you by Thursday because of distractions. Um, so let me just tell you a little story and then um, I'm just going to roll with it. So back in the day, um, maybe I think I started this in middle school actually um, and it carried. I didn't stop until like Somebody helped me. Was it 2000? It was like 2013, I think, because it got 
delete it from the computer because I wasn't using it as much. But basically, so um, there's this game called The Sims. Most of you know it. Some I, I would think most people know what The Sims are, but not everybody plays it. Um, I always play the PC version because it's the best. You have more free reign and there's more mods available and like um, you just get more. It's easier to get like downloaded content. So um, I used to play The Sims all the time, like from middle school, literally like, let me just paint this picture for you. I would spend hours playing the Sims from like, from, I would say honestly, from like sixth grade all the way to like, maybe my sophomore year, the first time of college. Like that's a long, <laughs> that's a long time. And like, I, like, I love that game. Like I loved it. I would make a little, like make my little families. I'd make my little people. I'd make my little people my like I make myself and like I oh my god I loved it I loved it um and I stopped playing like I said in like 2013 I think because I used to have the Sims 3 on my computer my dad had a computer downstairs and I had Sims 3 on that computer because his computer was faster than my mom's computer and um it just ran better it ran faster um and I stopped playing because I think at one point in time, I had like taken a little break from playing. I wasn't playing as much as I used to. And he needed the space on his computer. So he was like, she don't need this anyway. She need to be focused on her studies. So he deleted it from the computer. <laughs> Still had the disc. He was like, here's your game. But um, he took it. He uninstalled it from the computer. So I was like, okay, well, there's no point. Because I, I thought all my stuff was gone. I'm not sure if it stayed. I don't know. But I figured, well, all my families and stuff are gone. And there was a glitch anyway, because I had, like, my family. That was back... Let me just... I, I mean, I'm going to expose myself, because it goes into what I'm saying. But, like, that was back when, like, I used to only date guys with blonde hair and blue eyes. Actually, if you went to high school with me, see if you can guess. You you could just... If you went to high school with me, you could text me or DM me. Uh, if you don't have my number, DM me. But I had a thing for this one guy in particular in high school. And he he was he was blondie, blondish. He wasn't like super blonde. His eyes were super blue though. And um I had a thing for him. Like a thing. Like it was undercover. Like it we it, everything was chill. Like we were friends until he taught me about Little Wayne and the Carter and um was that one of them Carter albums? That was when um, we 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 yes. Um, he taught me about that album. He taught me about all the Carter. He had like a few Carter albums, right? See, I don't know. He taught me about Lil Wayne and the Carter albums, and I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> like, yes, sir. Like, I was back then. I was like jamming to Fireflies and like. <laughs> like my chemical romance like I was not thinking about Lil Wayne but he taught me about all that and I was like mm. he had a twin um I'm not gonna give away anything about the twin but he had a twin most of y'all didn't like his twin fair enough because of how his twin acted but he had a twin and his twin there's your other hint his twin acted like they mama and as we grew up, some of y'all ain't like their mama either. So, yes, I had a thing for the twin. I had a thing for him who had a twin and a mama we didn't like. But <laughs> we like them now. We didn't like them then. Um, but <laughs> um, he was definitely the black sheep of his family. I think that's why we got along because, like, I feel like I'm black sheep. My family, he was definitely the black sheep of his family. And it just clicked. Like, how many white boys do you know that have, like, more, like, 
they, they have more soul than you. Like, I loved it. I loved it. I was sold. I was sold. So anyway, um, I played The Sims all the time and then I stopped playing, like I said, because that happened. And then once the game got deleted, I was like, well, and then I started playing it on my laptop. I got a laptop my senior year and, um, the laptop just, it got old and like, it wasn't fast enough and like The Sims 3 started to crash on my laptop. So I just stopped playing it, especially when I moved, like I couldn't play it anymore anyway, because like it would just crash. Like I could play, but I could never save because it would glitch and it would crash. So I stopped playing. Then I went to Texas, started hanging out with my cousin. Now my cousin still plays The Sims, plays The Sims 4. And so one morning I meant to go for a walk. I swear I was going to go. But here's the thing. When I woke up, it was pouring down rain. And I was like, ain't nobody got time for that. So my cousin was at work and my cousin's girlfriend was at work. So I was like alone and I was going to go for a walk. I have no problem going places by myself, but I didn't. Because I was like, well, my cousin has GTA on his TV, on his uh, PS2. I'm not a PS player, I'm an Xbox player, but still. He has, not PS2, PS4. He has GTA 5. So I'm just going to play GTA 5. Um, and then I noticed that he had The Sims, and I was like, mm -hmm, let me see what The Sims 4 are talking about. So I played GTA 5 for a little bit, then I was like, let me go play The Sims 4 and see what they talk about over there. So I did, and then I was like, oh, God. So I got addicted. And my cousin was like, oh, you can just download it online from Origin instead of buying the discs. And, um, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that's more efficient. And he's like, yeah, you can just use it that way. And so I did, because you can do it discless. You still have to pay for it, but like they were having a big sale. So like I got the game, I got the deluxe edition for like $10 versus like the $40 that it actually is. And it's like $4 for the standard edition. And then I bought expansion packs and they were like $20. Some of them were like $10. So not all the expansion packs, just the ones that my cousin had so that I could, bring my sim family um over to my computer that I made on his PS4. So I brought that home with me, the Sims. And so here's the thing. I just got like addicted. Like that's I just it, it's so relaxing to me. Like it's so relax I love it. I'm just like lost in another world. Like it's so relaxing. And so like I just brought it home with me and um it has really been taking up most of my time. Like it, although it relaxes me, it's a big distraction. And so there's the thing, like distractions come in so many different forms. They come in so many different forms. Like there's some things that are obvious distractions like TV, you know, um, like Instagram, right? Like social media, like your phone is the biggest distraction. You know what I mean? And you can't live without it. Why do you think that is? It's a huge distraction. Um, but distractions come in forms that like, you wouldn't even notice like sometimes it's that thing that like relaxes you that is your distraction like for me it was the sims like i love it it's relaxing um but it's it is a distraction for me case in point i should have recorded this podcast earlier in the week i had a day i had two days off back to back this week and yeah i got things done for my car but even on those two days off like i mean when I was at the dealership waiting for them to finish my oil change, like I could have been doing homework and focusing on getting my homework done. And instead I spent the first like 20 minutes watching wild and out videos on Instagram and laughing at them when I was trying to edit and post a video, which I did get the video edited and posted on my Instagram. And then, um, I kept watching wild and out instead of doing my homework. And then what happened was um, I finally decided to get serious and do my homework or do my assignments. And then I only got through one assignment and, um, excuse me, I only got through one assignment 
And by the, I was not even, I was literally halfway, like literally at the halfway mark. Like I'd answer, I always do the short answer questions first on his quizzes for my abnormal psych class. And then I was at the halfway point of this quiz and the lady comes back and she calls my name and she was like, Oh, Miss Wade, your car's ready. It's over on the far, like into the bay. Like, and I was like, crap, but the quiz is timed. So in the dealership is 30 minutes away from my house. And it's a 90 minute. I only have 90 minutes to do the quiz and I've been in the quiz for a few minutes. So if I just close my laptop and drive home, I'm going to forget about it. And I went to Target after that to go get some essentials that I needed for my house. For me, personal, personal essentials. And so, um, I would have like, if I would have waited and closed the laptop and been like, oh, I'll finish it when I get home, the quiz would have timed out. And then I wouldn't have answered, I would have only answered half of the questions. Although I get extra points for that short answer, um, I still would have only answered half the questions. So what did I do? I started skimming the questions and just guessing. And of course, you can imagine, I didn't do well because I wasn't focused because I was distracted by wild and out. Like, it's one thing to be like, okay, let me edit this video, let me post it up and then move on to my homework because that took me no time to do because there wasn't a lot of editing that had to be done. But then wild and out things that relax you, but that, that relaxes me. Like The Sims, it relaxes me, but yet it hindered me from getting my podcast done. Heck, it hinders me. That's the biggest reason why I haven't been doing my assignments. Like I need to, I could have been done with this class like weeks ago, but instead I chose to procrastinate to the last minute because I'm too busy distracted by The Sims. It relaxes me. It chills me out. But that thing that relaxes me is my biggest distraction right now. And I have to acknowledge that. And then, they're not seeing me in this one. We're about to fight. Um, and of course, sometimes your friends are a distraction. Like, <laughs> you ever notice when, like, you get ready to, like, really buckle down and do something and you have that one friend that's just, that always, like, FaceTimes you or they call you or they're like, hey, you want to go do this? And you're like, ugh, why do you always call me at the worst times? Like, I was literally getting ready to focus and do X, Y, and Z, and then you called me. And then the thing is, you never just don't answer their calls. Now, if you have those friends that, like, you they call you and you don't answer, and so they call you again, like, then, then you need to answer the call and be like, yo, I'm trying to do my homework, I will call you back later. <laughs> like, but instead of just not answering the call, you take it, and then, like, internally you're mad, but then you're like, yes, because you they came and distracted you, right? Um, sometimes it's your boo. Sometimes your boo is your big distraction. Um, but the thing that we never, the thing that like, I think, obviously I can name all the things that are distractions for you, but the thing that like is not thought about is like, why? Why is that a distraction for you? And like, if we can be honest with ourselves, it's because distractions take us away from our responsibilities. And furthermore, if we go a little deeper into that, distractions take us away from, we don't, we want to be distracted from our responsibilities because we don't want to come face to face with and realize where we're at and what we lack. What do I mean by that? Distractions keep me from focusing on what I haven't done yet. If I'm distracted and I'm talking on FaceTime with my friend or I'm hanging out with my man, I'm not focusing on the fact that like I need to get up and exercise. I need to get up 
and I need to get this walk in. I need to get this workout in because if I get up and I get this walk in and get this workout in, I'm going to make a better choice for breakfast because why would I want to just go ahead and undo everything that I just did this morning? And then if I make a good choice for breakfast, I'm going to make a good choice for my snacks. I'm going to make a good choice for lunch. I'm going to make a good choice for dinner, right? Because I got up and worked out. But the truth is I don't want to get up and work out. So I'm relying on my boyfriend to distract me from getting up and doing what I need to do. I need to do my homework, but the truth is, I don't understand the work. I don't understand, you know, this curriculum. Maybe I don't want to do it. Maybe I'm actually doing bad in my classes, and so I don't care. I'll try again next semester. So I want my friends to call me and distract me. Like, if I can be honest about myself, I need to get up, yes, and do my homework. I There's so many things you guys don't even know about that I have, like, that I should have rolled out. First of all, my website should have been done. Okay, I'm still working on the website. Like, there's different things I should have rolled out, like, that um, I was supposed to start doing that I haven't done. Like, and I will sit, like, I'll sit at work and, like, we'll have downtime, you know. Sometimes it's slow, sometimes, not that often. And I'll be trying to, like, like, I'll be looking through stuff and I'll be like, man, I really need to do this. I really need to, I need to sit down and strategize. I need to sit down and write a plan for this and get this together so that I can get people on this email list so that I can start doing X, Y, and Z so I can start sending out these devotionals. And it's like, I need to buckle down and do that. <clears throat> but I want to play The Sims. I need to buckle down and do my homework. I need to get up and work out. But I want to play The Sims. Why? Because my Sim is everything that I'm not. Because playing The Sims takes me out of the reality that... I'm not there yet with my businesses. I'm not there yet with my body. I'm not there yet with my man. Like, I'm not there yet with the house, and I don't have any kids. Like, but my sim has all of that. So instead of me getting up and putting faith into work and, you know, putting some motion in there and get my actions and doing what I need to do to get my business there, to get my body there, to get my relationship there... Um, to get myself ready for the house, I'd rather just play The Sims because my Sim has it. So it's like, yeah, I don't have to worry about it, right? Distractions take us away from our reality. And when we're not living in reality, we're living in a fantasy. And when you do that, you can't ever get a grip on what's really happening around you. You can't ever focus on what's really happening around you. You can't ever take those necessary actions. You can't get into what you need to get into. You can't move forward because you're so stuck in your distraction because you're letting your distraction take over because it's easier to be over here in distracted land. It's easier to be distracted by this thing and just let that run your life today because I don't want to deal with it. I'll deal with it tomorrow. And then guess what? Tomorrow comes and you're stuck with your, you're stuck distracted again. You said you were going to, you put it off for tomorrow. I swear tomorrow I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do it. I'm not even going to touch this. I'm just going to come home and I'm going to do this right away. And then you come home and you're like, ah, oh, but it's right there. Okay, well, I'm just going to load it up. And if it takes too long, uh, or I'm just going to talk to him for a minute. And if he stays on the phone too long, uh, I'm just going to talk to my friend for a second. And then if she stays, I'll tell her to get off the phone. No, you never do it. And then you put it off. I'm going to do it tomorrow then, you know. And then tomorrow comes and you're distracted again. You never, ever do what you're supposed to do when you're too easily distracted until your distractions aren't there to distract you, until the computer gives up, until your boyfriend is busy, until your friend is busy. 
And then the problem is there's no consistency. Consistency is key. So how can I get meet my body goals if I'm not consistently working out? If I'm only working out when I'm not distracted, how can I meet my goals in vision to match my in I'm sorry, in business to match my vision for my business if I'm only sometimes sitting down and going through my plan and going through my strategy and doing what I need to do sometimes when my distractions are available. Right? So at some point you have to ask yourself, actually, you know what, before we go there, let's take a break and then we'll come back. Want to look cute in or out of the house? Love lifting up and empowering women? Check out Boss Babes. They have tons of cute apparel at affordable prices. And the best part is they empower women with every piece. Shop at thebossbabesco.com. That's T-H-E-B-O-S-S-B-A-B-E-S-C-O.com. And use code AislinnWade, that's A-I-S-L-Y-N-W-A-D-E, to get 30% off your order. Because empowered women empower women. All right, so we're back, and I was just talking about distractions and how um, how the truth is is that they take us away from our truth, like they take us away from our reality. And although it's easier to live in like an alternate reality, the truth is is that your alternate reality or your thing that's distracting you from like what needs to be done, like it's not going to get you anywhere because yeah, the Sims seem great right now because my Sim is everything that I'm not and she's doing everything that I know I need to be doing, but I'm not doing. And like, she's super successful. And it's like, and then the problem is you look at that and then like, you think like, Oh, well it was that easy for my Sim. It's going to be that easy for me. I'll just do this, that and other. Then you get discouraged because it's not happening the way it is in your fantasy world and your alternate reality. And you're like, why isn't it happening like this? Oh yeah. Cause this is real life. But had I gotten up and taken the necessary steps, maybe it would look a little different, right? Maybe this would be happening different. Happening differently for me. Right? But the thing about it is like, your distractions can distract you for so long. But the problem is one day you're going to get up. Okay? One day you're going to look up and you're going to be like, Oh my God, I'm 35 and I'm still at home with my parents. Oh my God, I'm 35 and I'm still in the same place I was. I was when I was 20. Oh my God, I'm 35 and I have yet to lose a single pound. And I've been on this weight loss journey since I was 23. Like, oh my gosh, I'm 35 and I've been with the same guy and we're still, we're not even engaged yet. He hasn't even proposed yet. Like, what? My clock is ticking. Like, I, I want to have babies and get married and he hasn't even proposed yet oh my gosh I'm 35 and I'm still friends with these same people but we're going nowhere in life and they're going nowhere and I'm going nowhere with them or even better oh my gosh I'm 35 and those same friends that used to distract me have moved on with their lives like now they have success like now they're doing this and they're doing that and I'm still sitting here in the same position why because I let them distract me See, those friends that are the distraction for you, that call you and take up your time and 
every time you get ready to get something done, they call you and they take up your time. Those same friends, before they called you, made time for what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. That's why they called you when they called you. See, it was inconvenient to you, but the truth is, when you were too busy doing X, Y, or Z and not getting ready to do what you needed to do, your friend was already handling their business. Then they called you because now when I'm done with my business, I can call them, right? And see what they're up to. And instead of you going and handling your business as well and then calling them back, you take their phone call. You take their FaceTime call. And now you're distracted. Now... You guys are on the phone for hours and you don't get anything done. They've gotten their stuff done. And then you look up 10 years later, they moved on. They're successful. They've accomplished what they want to accomplish, what they wanted to accomplish then. And now they're moving on to the next set of goals. And you're still trying to get those goals from 10 years ago accomplished because they did what they needed to do. Because... They were a distraction to you, but you were never a distraction to them. And that's the thing with pe when people are your distraction. Oh, yes, they can. They will be your distraction all day long, but you will never be theirs. Isn't that crazy? You'll never be their distraction. Because they know better, right? Because they have the discipline. So why is it so hard for us to have that same discipline? That boyfriend that was distracting you, or if you're a guy, that girlfriend that was distracting you, like, 10 years from now, she's either gone, or she, he or she is either gone, or they're still with you, but they're accelerating, and they're reaching new heights, and they're doing this, and they're getting ready to be without you, because whereas they're stepping into a new place in their life, you're still in the same place. Why? Because they were your distraction. You let them sit up and distract you, and now you've gotten nowhere, but they're moving on. And they're going to see that and be like, hey, where I'm going, you can't come. What? But you've been distracting me for 10 years. Hmm. I have? Well, we've been together for 10 years and yet I've been able to do X, Y, and Z. How come you are still stuck in the same place? Right. Oh. What was the... Right. <laughs> because you let me be the distraction. Like... Your, your game, like for me, like the Sims, like, you know, first of all, well, 10 years from now, they'd be different. <laughs> they'd be different Sims. But sure, if you want to look at it like in real time, then like, okay, my Sims have, my Sim has moved on and she's married, she's successful and she has kids, right? And I'm still sitting here at 35, living at home with my parents, not married, not successful, no kids and wondering, well, how come this hasn't happened for me yet? Why isn't it happening? Well, because I was too busy playing The Sims. I was too busy playing The Sims. I was too busy letting them live their life. And I'm not living my life at all. The things that distract you, the people that distract you, you will never be their distraction. Why do I keep saying that over and over again? Because somebody needs to get that. Because right now, somebody is letting someone, whether it's a friend or a boyfriend or girlfriend whoever, a family member, somebody is letting somebody come into their life right now and just keep them from doing everything they need to do. Somebody right now is trying to take advantage of this time that they've been given in quarantine and they can't because they're letting somebody else distract them. Well, guess what? This is your message today. This is your sign today. Go ahead and turn that loose. If you need to set an alarm, if you need to set a time where it's like, I will talk to you during this time and this time only, then do what you need to do. But turn that person loose. When it's your time 
to sit down and say, okay, this is my time to sit down and do X, Y, and Z and to be focused, turn your phone off. Put your phone on. If you need to use your phone, put it on do not disturb so that you can still use it and you can still do what you need to do if, if you really need to use your phone. If it's something you can use your laptop for, you need to use your laptop. But if you have to use your phone, at least put it on do not disturb. And let them know, hey, between these hours and these hours, I'm working on something that's really important. I'm working on my business. I'm working on my schoolwork. Please, unless it's an emergency, and I mean an emergency like someone is dying or you're hurt, do not call me. And I don't mean emotional hurt. Unless you're getting ready to like take your own life, don't call me. Between these hours, I'm busy. I need to handle this. I need to handle my business. Don't call me. Okay, we can talk between these hours but not between these hours this is a non-negotiable if it's your boyfriend or your girlfriend so same thing hey honey listen between these hours I'm gonna be working I really can't talk during those like I said unless it's an emergency I really cannot talk during that time and guess what that's when you're gonna start to realize who's for you and who's not for you because when you tell it when you lay those guidelines with your friends and they have, they're like, yeah, your friends should, when you say that to a friend, they should be like, I totally get that. That's totally understandable. I get it. Do you? And they should be doing them during that time too. But it's when they have an issue with that and they're like, what, what do you mean you can't talk to me during this time? What? That's really going to show you who's your real friend. Because if they have a problem with you taking that time for yourself to get yourself together, because that time doesn't involve them, then that's somebody you need to cut loose. It's 2020, Right perfect vision this is your chance to see yourself and I think I said this last week to see things the way God sees them to see yourself the way God sees you right to see the things in your life the way that God sees it and if you ask him to show you the distractions in your life he will if you ask him to show you the people who are in your life that shouldn't be there he will and that's the best way to do it hey I blocked out this time sorry friend I cannot talk during this time unless it's an emergency and you need something please don't call and if your friend got an attitude if they don't want to hear that if they still continue to call you during that time even though you said what you said that's not your friend cut them loose if your boyfriend has a problem with that during that time and he's like well you don't make time for me I'm your boyfriend I'm supposed to be first he's an issue with it he still continues to call you still continues to bother you still tries to go out on you know take you out on a date or have date time or guilt you during that time guess what that boyfriend mm -mm, sweetie not for you cut him loose turn him loose you want God to reveal to you the distractions in your life you want God to reveal to you the people who are not for you in your life all you got to do is set up those boundaries. All you got to do is set up that time. Set up that time to be intentional. Heck, <laughs> if you don't have a problem with being intentional with like your business or your schoolwork, maybe it's you being intentional with your time with God. That's how you really know somebody's a part of your life. Because sometimes schoolwork and business, people will understand. That's business. That's your bread. You got to get that. That's school. Those are your grades. Like, that's your education. You got to get that. But when you say, hey, I need to block out this time to spend time with my father in heaven, that's when people show their true colors. We've been talking about business. We've been talking about school. But what about the time that you're spending with God? Are you blocking out your time? Is that non-negotiable time? Heather Lindsay talks about it all the time. When she was single, her girlfriends would come over and spend the night, but she said in the morning they had to go. She said when she got up in the morning, she said most of, they already knew. 
yeah, it took some getting used to at first, but they already knew as time went on, they got to know her that, um, in the morning it was like, get up and get out of here because that was her time to be with the Lord. That was her non-negotiable time. Do you have non-negotiable time with the Lord? That is a telltale sign. If you tell your friends, Hey, this is my non-negotiable time. This is my time. This is me and Jesus all day. This is our time right now. And they have a problem with it. They're not your friend. If you tell your man, listen, honey, like this is my time with my first love, my Lord, my father in heaven, like, and I will call you after 12, but from nine to 11 or from nine to noon or from nine to 10, like this is my time with God and this is our time to just be intimate. If your man has a problem with that, baby, then he's somebody else's man. That man was not meant for you. It is a new year. It is 2020. We have been given this extra time. Open your eyes. Okay. Perfect vision. Open your eyes. All the YouTube prophets are talking about, everybody's talking about 2020 and perfect vision. And that's not what God has for this year. Well, guess what? It, it's, it is what he has for you. Okay, this year, we're, we're not dealing with, we're not going into the next year or the rest of this year with people who aren't for us in our lives. Friends, boyfriends, family members, if they have to be. Okay, so it's time. It's time for you to, and it might be scary. It might be scary. You might be like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to ask. And you can... You could be honest, you low-key might be like, well, I don't want to ask God because he might just show me that my best friend is not for me. He might just show me that my boyfriend is not for me. Guess what? Here's the best thing about that. You ready? If your best friend is not for you and God shows you that, guess what? He has another best friend waiting for you. Someone who's going to be there for you. Someone who's going to uplift you. Someone who's going to encourage your non-negotiable time with him. Your non-negotiable time for school. Your non-negotiable time for business. Someone who's going to push you to be better and greater than you are right now. Someone who's not going to distract you but is going to uplift you. Who's going to say, hey, I get it. Hey, have you been working on your website? Have you been working on your business? Have you been working on your assignments? I have a classmate like that right now. We met in a class last semester and she hits me up almost every day. Hey, how are you doing with the class? And I low-key get so annoyed. I'm like, oh my God. But what I realize is that she's a blessing because she holds me accountable. And it's in the nicest way. Hey, how are you going with class? Are you done? Have you registered? Oh, she was on me with that. Have you registered for the summer? Like, did you register for Professor Wolf's class at this time? She's on me and I get so annoyed, but I get annoyed because I don't want to hear it because she's, she's telling me the truth. She's holding me accountable. And that's, those are the type of friends that you're supposed to have in your life. So if your best friend is not for you and God shows you that he's got one waiting for you. If your boyfriend is not for you and God shows you that your boyfriend ain't it, guess what, baby? He's got the right man waiting for you. He doesn't have another boyfriend waiting for you. He's got your husband waiting for you. Mm-hmm. A man who's going to be so much better to you than any man has ever been, who's going to love you like Christ loves the church, who's going to love you like you've never been loved before and uplift you and push you closer to God. That's the kind of man you should be with. One that pushes you closer to God, not farther away. And if you let him, if you let him open your eyes, he's going to show you 
He's going to bring that person into your life. Now, yes, you're going to have to get pruned. Those others are going to have to come out. Whoever it is right now, if they're a distraction, guess what? They're going to have to go. But that's okay. Because when he brings the right one into your life, the one that he created for you to do life with you and walk out purpose with you, you're going to realize why it didn't work out with the one before them. When he brings that best friend into your life that he's created to go through life and go through life with you and help you with purpose and you help them with purpose, you're going to realize why you couldn't have kept your best friend from elementary school or your best friend from last year. And nothing's going to be better. You're going to be like, oh my gosh. Oh, look, come on, God. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Because you're going to realize, you're going to grow, you're going to mature, and you're going to realize, like, you know what? What you had in store was so much better than what I thought, what I tried to conjure up. Your plan was better than my plan. Your thoughts are better than my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Like, you truly have it all worked out, and all I have to do is trust you. That's all I have to do. Why was it so hard for me to trust you before? If I had done this from the start, life would have been so much easier. I love how it is now. I'll never go back. All right, let's take a break and then let's finish this out. Looking for a pick-me-up? Need to get back on track? Ready to give your body the fuel it deserves? Check out FNX. They have tons of supplements, protein powders, pre and post workout powders to give you long lasting energy. Need help getting your veggies in? Rebalance Greens has you covered. Need a midday snack? They have that too. Shop now at FNXFit.com. That's FNXFIT.com and use code capital F-N-X-D, lowercase v, capital V-Z, for 15% off your order. All right, so at some point, you've got to ask yourself, what's more important? What is more important to me? Is my distraction more important? Is this boyfriend more important than what you have for my life? Is my friend who is a big distraction to me every day more important than what you have for my life and the plan that you have for my life? Are the Sims, is that game? Whatever it is, maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's smoking, I don't know. Maybe you distract yourself with fitness because you work out 24 7 you work out three times a day because you're distracting yourself from what's going on at home I don't know only you know only you and God know but at some point you have got to ask yourself what's more important this thing that's distracting me that yeah it feels good right now and it's definitely taking my mind off of everything right now in this moment but it's only going to hinder me in the long run. It's not going to feel good 10 years from now when I'm still stuck. Or is your purpose more important? 
Is what God has for you more important? Is where he's calling you, what he's calling you to more important than this thing? Hmm? Is the temporary fix more important than the long-term joy? The long-term success? The long-term purpose and plan that God has over your life? Or is your temporary satisfaction, your instant gratification, is that what's the most important? You have to make the decision. Yeah, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Yeah, he's got it all mapped out. All you have to do is keep walking by faith. All you have to do is just keep going. Just take another step. And when you feel like you can't go anymore, take another step. When you're ready to give up, take another step. When it's getting too hard, take another step. When distractions want to come and take over, take another step. When that best friend calls you and you know that you've got to stay focused, take another step. When that boyfriend wants to spend time with you and you love him and you want to spend time with him, but you know that right now God's called you to be with him, take another step. When that game looks so enticing and it just it's just so relaxing and you just really, really, really want to do it right now because it's been a rough day at work. You don't want to come home and focus, take another step. When life is beating you down, when it seems like nobody's listening to your content, when it seems like nobody's sharing your content, nobody is even interacting with you except for one or two people, take another step. When it seems too hard, take another step. When the money is running out, take another step. When you don't know how the bills are going to get paid, take another step. When you can't figure out how you're going to put food on the table, take another step. When sickness comes knocking at your door, take another step. I know I'm preaching to somebody up in here. When you're ready to give up, take another step. When everybody else around you says, no, you can't do it. You'll never do it. You'll never amount to it. You're never going to be enough. Take another step. When the devil tries to tell you, you'll never have it. It'll never be yours. You're not good enough for this. You're not good enough for that. You'll never look like her. You'll never be like her. You'll never have a man like that. Your kids are going to be terrible. Take another step. Take another step. And another step. And another step. Because if you just keep one foot after the other. Nobody said you had to run. You don't even have to jog. Just take another step. And another step. And another. Because if you keep taking steps, just one step at a time, you might sway a little bit to the left, but God's going to pull you back right. You might drift a little bit. He's going to put you back in place. You might start to fall out, but he's going to align it. He's going to bring it together. Just like your tires on your car, they need their wheels on your car. They need an alignment. Sometimes you're driving, you sway to the left or you sway to the right, but then you take it to the mechanic and he aligns it. God wants to align you today. He wants to bring you back to center. He wants to put your focus back on him. He wants you to put your trust in him. He's trying to align you with his will and his purpose for your life. But will you let him? Who are you listening to? Will you let the distractions keep you off course or will you let him line you up and get you focused, get you back on track? Just take another step. He's not asking you to run. He's not asking you to sprint. This is a marathon. Just take another step. 
And this is the best kind of marathon because you don't have to run in it. Just take another step. Because if you just take step after step after step after step after step after step, if you just take step after step, if you just keep moving, if you just keep going, just left and then right, left and then right, just keep going. Before you know it, you're going to look up and realize that that promise, <laughs> you're already in it. If you just keep your eyes focused on him, it's like a little child learning how to walk. You take the child, you hold their hands and you pull them, you help them walk, you hold their hands and they take one step after the other, fully trusting you, eyes focused on you. Then you put them in a spot and you walk away, just a few inches away. And you hold your arms out and you say, come on, come to me. Just take a step, one after the other. Come on, you can do it. And they're so focused on you. They're so focused on you. They're so excited to be with you. They're so excited to hug you that they just, they come and before you know it, they thought they couldn't do it. And then they make it right to you. Sometimes they fall down, but then they get back up. You say, it's okay. It's okay, you've got this. And they fall, but they get back up and they try again. They might fall and they get back up and they try again. And before you know it, they make it to you and they get so excited at that finish line that they just run to you because their focus is on you. God wants you to be like that little child learning how to walk. Keep your eyes focused on Him. Just take step after step after step after step and stay focused. Stay focused on him. Stay focused on what he's trying to do, what he wants to do over your life. Just stay focused on where he's calling you. What he's called you to, he already has sitting there waiting for you. All you have to do is keep your eyes on him and just take another step. Just keep your focus on him and take another step. You might fall down, but that's okay. Get back up. Dust yourself off and take another step. You might trip, but that's okay. Get back up and take another step. You can do it. He has it sitting here, right here waiting for you. It was sitting in 2020 waiting for you the whole time. All you had to do was stay focused and take another step. It was waiting for you in 2022. All you had to do was sit there. All you had to do was just keep taking a step. Keep taking another step and another step and another step. Keep your eyes on him. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look at anybody else. Don't listen to anybody else. Your focus is right here. Tunnel vision right here in front of you. Just keep moving. Just keep going. Just keep coming towards me. Don't look over there. There's nothing over there for you. I'm right here in front of you. Don't look over to that side. There's nothing over there. I'm right here. Don't listen to them. Block all of that. Follow my voice. I'm right here. I'm right in front of you. The answer is right in front of you. I had it sitting there waiting for you in 2020. It's already there. It's already here in 2020 waiting for you. It's right there. You don't need to look over here. You don't need to look over there. You don't need to try to make it happen in 2017. I have it for you in 2020. Just stay focused on me. Just take another step. You don't have to be discouraged and think that it's not going to happen for you. You don't have to be discouraged and feel like, oh, I've got to wait another 10 years. Why would you wait another 10 years? I have it for you in 2020. It's right here. Just take another step. And another and another, you got this. Just focus 
on me. Keep your eyes on me. I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you fail. You might trip up a little bit, but you're going to be fine. This won't kill you. This won't take you out. Block all that other stuff out. You don't need those distractions. I'm all you need. I have it for you. You can't make it come any faster or any slower. I have it for you. It was waiting for you this whole time. Don't give up now. It's right there. You're right there. But will you trust me? Will you stay focused on me? Will you let me do what I know to do, what I know how to do, what I've been planning to do since before you were formed in your mother's womb? Will you let me do my job? I got, I don't need your help. I don't need your help because I came down from that cross all by myself. I rose up on the third day by myself. I don't need your help. Will you just focus on me? Will you just focus on me? Will you just take another step? I know that job is driving you crazy. Hey, don't look over there. Don't listen to your boss. I know she's getting on your nerves. I know she's treating you like dirt. I know you don't deserve it. You're more than a conqueror. Just take another step. I know that man is getting on your nerves. I know you love him and you don't want to give him up. He's treated you better than any other man. You think that this is the best you're going to get because he's finally, there's finally someone showing you some attention and at least acting like you love you. They love you. Do you think that it's not going to get any better than this? But I have something so much better for you. Can you just let it go? Just focus on me. Just take another step. I know that you've been friends with those people since you were in elementary school and you they're like family to you and you feel like there's there's no one else. How could you ever make new friends at this point in your life? You don't want to make new friends, but trust me, I've got something better for you. Can you just take another step? I know you tried to make this business work six years ago and it failed, but that's because you were doing it in your own will. This time, I need you to focus on me. I need you to do the thing, do it the way that I see fit. Can you just trust me? Just take another step. I know you don't want to go back to school. I know it seems hard. I know you don't see a finish line. I know Corona has come and messed up and you don't trust yourself to do online classes, but I got this. I planned this. I wanted you to go back to school. I have something here for you in school. Can you just keep your eyes on me and just take another step? I know you don't want to go into ministry. It's so, I know it comes with so much baggage. Just take another step. Yeah, the doctor said cancer, but take another step. Yeah, you thought this was the end, but take another step. Just trust me. Will you trust me? I got up on the third day for you. When they nailed me to that cross, I was thinking about you. I hung my head that day and I called out your name. I knew this day would come. I brought you this far. You think I would just let you fail now? Why would I do that? I don't lie. I don't steal. I don't cheat. I, would, I don't deceive. I would never do that to you. I love you. Can you just trust me? Take another step. Keep your eyes focused on Just take another step.
I got up for you. I rose from that grave for you because I wanted to see you walk into this thing that I've had planned over your life for 2020. I wanted to see, I wanted to be here in 2020 to see you walk into that thing, to see the look on your face, to see how happy you were, to see the joy. But I just need you to take another step. It feels like it's never going to happen. It feels like it's never going to come to pass. You've been on this journey for a long time. You've been laboring in that field for a long time. You feel like everyone else around you is getting it. I know. And it hurts. I know. I know you feel forsaken. I know you feel like it's just too good to be true. But take another step. I know you don't see an end. I know you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I know that you almost, you feel like you've been telling yourself this and that this word wasn't for me, but it was for me. I'm here to tell you that the impossible, oh baby, that's my specialty. Because see, it looks impossible to you, but it ain't nothing for me. It's in 2020. It's waiting for you right here. Can you just take another step? I know it looks like everything else is coming up against this thing. You've been praying for this thing. You've been praying for this person. You've been waiting to see this thing come to pass. You've been you've been sitting here. You've been working hard. You've been I've seen it. You are laboring. Breaking a sweat every day. I know. I see it. Just take another step. And another. And another. Just take another step. So thank you guys for being here. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here listening to me ramble on and on and on. I'm sorry this episode is probably just as long as the last one, if not longer. Um, But I just got to be obedient, man, to the Holy Spirit. So thank you guys so much. Um, And you know where you can find me, Aislinn Wade, on everything, 412 on Instagram, Limitless Health on Instagram, Limitless Health-AW on Facebook. Okay. You can find me on the platforms and please, 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 please. If you're struggling during this time, if Corona is hitting you hard, my DMs are open. I got your back. I'm here for you. Take another step. Okay. Don't let depression get you. Don't let anxiety get you this, this season. Don't let it have the power over you anymore. Just take another step. I'm here. I got your back. Um, and God's got your back more than anything. So thank you guys so much. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.